Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to the Doing It At Home podcast, episode 317, talking pregnant fitness, doula work, chiropractic, and home birth prep with BirthFit founder and CEO, Lindsay K. Matthews. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for listening, being a part of this space with us. We're so stoked to have you here and to talk all things home birth, empowered birth, giving you the stories to feel confident and heard and supported and encouraged and put in that mindset, that zone to prepare for your magical, amazing, empowering, transformative birth experience. And wherever you are in your journey, you could be preconception, you could be pregnant, you could be postpartum, thinking about future births, or maybe birth isn't even on your mind in terms of an experience for yourself, but you love it, or you're a birth worker and you're listening and you're sharing these resources with your clients and your friends and loved ones. We love all of it. So all of that could apply. And this is the space for that. So the podcast is the place for the empowering birth stories. Our newsletter, which just came out recently and you can sign up for on our website, diahpodcast.com, is the place for resources. So this is where we have helped with the problem of when you search home birth or when you look for resources, like in a traditional internet search, you might have that first page, maybe even two pages of those results that are served up to you. Not necessarily places you want to be engaging or reading if it's just laden with fear and not so much empowering stuff. 
We've done the work for you and we have found trusted resources that we've vetted, whether it's articles, whether it's videos, whether it's other accounts and places where you can find empowering resources, education, as well as the mindset work all around birth and and home birth. So that newsletter is there for you in terms of the resources and you should definitely sign up for that. So there's a link to it again from our homepage of our website and there'll also be a link to it in the show notes of this episode. And the community, the online community, our private Facebook group is where you come for that sense of community, that belonging, that dialogue, that connection that you can have with others in the like-minded space and, you know, where you can ask the questions, hear other stories. It's just another avenue to be connected, to be engaged because you are not alone. I'll say that again. You are not alone in your journey, in your space of desiring, being hungry for this conversation around birth, this high energy place of possibility where the birth experience is honored and appreciated and it is sacred space. So there you have it. Listen to the show, join the newsletter, join the Facebook group. You are in a great space when you do all three of those things. And there are other ways you can engage with us. Of course, all the social media channels. And then if you want to contribute, if you feel like you've gotten anything out of listening to this show or being in this community and you want to give back, we thank you so much for that and we appreciate that. You can do so in a couple of ways. You can purchase products, our merchandise through our shop. The link to that is in the show notes. We have really great stuff in there with empowering birth sayings and and cool designs from mugs to shirts and sweatshirts and tanks to tote bags to even onesies. All of that is there for you. Or you can just do a one-time, multiple-time donation that you can set up through the link that we have in the show notes here or on all of the social media channels. You can check that out. Today, as I mentioned, we are chatting with Lindsay K. Matthews from BirthFit. And just on a personal note, I was super excited for this conversation because Lindsay is kind of a shero of mine in the birth space and just in the online community. I've followed her for a while. I really love her energy. I really love her vibe and just the things that she has to share and all that she's created and the the service that she provides to the birthing community is, is really beautiful. And we chat with her about the inspiration in the history of BirthFit, which if you're not familiar, BirthFit is a prenatal and postpartum program for mind and body. And they also have seminars and education for users of BirthFit as well as coaches of BirthFit. So we talk about the kind of impetus for that and the personal journey and then Lindsay's journey into birth work because Lindsay has quite an interesting list of roles that she fills. So not only is she the founder and CEO of BirthFit, she's a chiropractor, she's a birth doula, she's a strength and conditioning coach, a yoga instructor, an NLP practitioner, a childbirth educator, and recently an author. So she's up to some really cool things. So we kind of peel back the layers of all of that and what she's learned along the way. And one of the really cool things that she said is that birth work is her sport. And I love that. I just dig that. And birth fit, the foundations of that, the building blocks of it are fitness, nutrition, chiropractic, and mindset. So we kind of bounce in and out of a lot of those topics. So this is a really great one if you are preparing for birth or just came out of a birth experience because 
all of those are relevant for your overall mind, body, spirit, wellness. So a couple of things that we touch, prenatal and postpartum fitness, chiropractic work, doula work, healing and recovery, as well as drug-free birth and how utilizing birth fit can really support you in preparing for your the entirety of your birth experience. So that's, you know, pregnancy, postpartum and beyond. And for doing it at home listeners, we have 50% off the birth fit education course with the code D. I-A-H-5-0 off. Again, that's D-I-A-H-5-0 off. And the link to that specifically for us is in the show notes. So go check that out. Click that and you'll get 50% off the birth fit education. So thank you to Lindsay for that. Thank you for her time, her energy, her expertise, and contributing that to this space. Quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll chat with Lindsay. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thank you all so much for having me. This is one of my favorite podcasts, so I'm excited to be here. Oh, we are super excited to have you here. We appreciate you carving out some time to just kick it with us and talk about birth, fit and fitness and health and all of it. Thank you. Awesome. You had a funny face when you did that too. That was like your your fitness face. You were like, I have a fitness face. You were really into it. Yeah. (laughs) So Lindsay, let me just, I'm going to read a list real quick here because I love this list and how long it is and how it flows. So founder and CEO of BirthFit, chiropractor, birth doula, strength and conditioning coach, yoga instructor, NLP practitioner, and childbirth educator. Yeah. <laughs> like, Any, anything else? Yeah, like I mean <laughs> construction work. Master of the universe. <laughs> yeah. 
I well, love it. Good at author now, which is kind <gasps> of crazy, but um, writing it down right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I always leave something out, and people are like, I, I get, I still get asked on like direct message on Instagram, like, what are your credentials? And I'm like, oh Jesus, oh, I don't. Gosh, know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, though. I love it. I love it. I love it for so many reasons because. One, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, how they all play off each other. And I feel like it's so synergistic. You're so well integrated, it sounds like. And yet I feel like it's also an inspiration for those who have many passions or for who feel like they can serve in many capacities. It's like, make that list as long as you want. You do not have to be in a box. You do not have to be one thing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's totally like, I think we live in the, the time and space where, Yes, you can put everything under one umbrella, one hat. Whereas before, and we can even talk about this in a minute. Like when I started my journey, I was trying to compartmentalize everything, like doula stuff over here, Cairo over here, gym stuff over here. It's like, no, you're just ma- you're just making this harder than it has to be, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it though, because like also can't pin you down. Like if you were to pop on your Instagram at any point, it's like, what's Lindsay up to today? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> you have no idea (laughs) that's amazing so so let's go back for a second then and some of your personal history and background you know with that long list is there something that kind of came first is there something that was an inspiration to lead you in one direction before the others well looking at like looking back right you figure out oh that all makes sense Mm -hmm. but during the time none of it made sense but I think the, the thing that stuck with me even from such a young age was that I knew I wanted to serve people or help people. Um, what it, like serve is the word that comes up for me and has repeatedly come up and um, serve women specifically because I felt like, you know, growing up, I didn't, I didn't grow up in the, the manner of, I love my period. I can't wait to have babies. Mm. You know, I grew up pretty standard American where, okay, I had my period. Oh, God, that's a bad thing. And then birth was what I saw in the Hollywood movies. So it was like, okay, water breaks, everybody's screaming, we go to the hospital. And, you know, that didn't come full, like, into my my lens until after chiropractic school or even during chiropractic school a little bit. But I think for me, serving and helping people was, you know, the general theme that kept me going through life. And it definitely was um, the the thing that made me want to choose pre-med and then apply for medical school and then say, no, this, this isn't right for me. Like I did a medical mission trip to Africa and I realized, oh, I can't save the world with pharmaceutical medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I came back and I was like, what's an alternative? What where can I go from here? And that's when I reconnected with alternative therapies and specifically a chiropractor in the town I grew up in. And I was like, Oh, okay, this is what I want to do. And I resonated with the chiropractic philosophy applied to chiropractic school. And I think really that was the beginning of, of my philosophy and laying down my foundation as, okay, what do I believe in? What are my values? What are my priorities? And, you know, if if and when I do want to start a family, what how do I want to go about that? You know, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, serving people was was the thing that came up and specifically women, because I feel like 
like I love feminine and masculine energy and I love that that's a topic of conversation now. Um, but I think we do need both feminine and masculine energy. And right now I feel like the guys are getting the bad rap because it's masculine energy associated and, you know, we can go down a rabbit hole there, but, um, I wanted women to be celebrated just like men, men are in today's world. And I think, um, I think we're there. So now we just got to figure out how to embrace both feminine and masculine energy, male and female, and how to navigate and celebrate everybody. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Celebrate the abundance. Like it can all exist. And so how do we manage ourselves within that? Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, It's not one or the other. It's, mm -hmm. we all got to, it takes, it takes all of us to exist. It takes a village. Yeah. I'm, I'm tracking with you and I love the process you described of how you came into chiropractic and then what it created. It sounds very inside out. And from that, like you worked on yourself, Mm -hmm. you looked, you said you looked at your core values, you looked at your belief system and how are you going to create from that space? I think many can take something from that, whether you're creating a business or a passion project, or you're just thinking about how you're relating to life in general, have it be inside out. And I think that set and it's clear in how it is showing up today for you and things like birth fit that set a very solid foundation for you. Totally. And I knew like my sister always jokes, she's two years younger than me. She was like, one day Lindsay will figure out how to make money, but for real, I've been on, you know, I've never been concerned with making money. It's always been like, what will fulfill me? What will, you know, pull at my heartstrings. I want to do that. Uh, and so it, for me, I knew I wasn't going to be happy or have that fulfillment feeling unless I was doing something that I love and that would keep me curious in my everyday work. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. I had to start with finding myself and figuring out what, what made me tick on like the soul level Mm. for sure. Yeah. So then, Lindsay, what was it that had you take the next step from working with women to then working with women around birth? (laughs) So, okay. So after chiropractic school, I took jobs. I, I was living in Los Angeles. I lived in Los Angeles for 13 years. And right after chiro school, I took jobs with, I would say, the Hollywood industry and the professional sports industry. And, um, you know, I was dabbling with, this was also like an internal battle. Like I could make a ton of money in the Hollywood world. And at the time I was making decent money, especially for being somebody right out of chiropractic school as an associate and working on set, getting actors and their stunt doubles and whoever ready for the big stunts, then rehabbing, coming back, doing it again doing it 20 more times um, and recovering and making sure their body was optimized to do whatever stunt or performance they had to do. Same with sports, you know, working with some of the best athletes in the world. And, you know, maybe we had a soccer game that was once a week. Maybe we had two basketball games, volleyball, track and field, whatever. And, you know, I got really good at, the sports performance and recovery side of things. But I kept coming back to the chiropractic philosophy side of things, meaning like nervous system based chiropractic and 
you know, the, the nervous system is the foundation of it, of it all. It lets us know where we're at in space. Are we safe? Um, exploring the range of motion of the nervous system and more specifically, you know, the power that made the body can heal the body as long as there's no interference or interruptions, or we're not, I, I say doing really dumb things with it, you know? Mm. Um, and so that was, you know, another internal conflict I had to work out. And basically I was working with three male chiropractors and we rotated and by default, I started getting all females in our clinic or, um, you know, that they did not know what to do with, <laughs> you know, they would say, Oh, she's having women's troubles. And I'm like, oh, well, gosh. what is that? Mean? You know, <laughs> it could be anything from cramps. It could have been postpartum. It could be, they just found out they were pregnant. They were having trouble with their cycle. And here I am, you know, like I, I told you all my background, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. And so I would just be honest with people and say, you know, I, I, your guess is as good as mine. We can learn together. Let's explore some things. And so that started my learning journey inside women's health. And, you know, I look back at school and I remember asking people like, hey, did we get more training on pregnancy or postpartum or women's health that I missed or like skipped that class in Cairo school. And they're like, no, we just got a trimester on it. And same with, you know, I had a friend in med school and he was like, you don't really get training unless you do the residency. And same with physical therapy. Like I had, I have a great friend, you know, that's a pelvic floor PT now. And she's like, yeah, I had to do further training after physical therapy. I had to go do Herman and Wallace training. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Okay, so none of us really were schooled in uh, pregnancy, conception, postpartum, none of, none of that, you know? And that just kind of like blew, blew my mind. And from that moment, and then about the same time, I had a client who was an actress and she was an actress in a TV show and she came to me and she'd been coming to me for a year and she shared with me that she wanted to, she wanted to get pregnant in her off season mm. and, uh, or have get pregnant and then have her baby in the off season so that she could come back and shoot season eight or nine or whatever um, immediately and just, you know, plan everything out accordingly. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. You know, and I could relate that to the sports world in that, okay, off season makes sense. We come back, et cetera. And so all that kind of synced up. And when she got pregnant, I think we cleaned up her diet and she immediately got pregnant within like two months. And so I remember on the show, she started showing and they had to cover that up. But long story short, we had no idea what we were doing, meaning I had no idea what I was doing. She had no idea. And I came back and told her, you know, based on my research, okay, and so this is like 10 years ago, based on my research, I think the most efficient way, and these were the words I was using, the most efficient way you can have a baby and recover and come back to your show would be to have a baby without drugs, and that'll just decrease your recovery time. 
and you know me being super naive and I, I've at that time I'd never witnessed a birth never like never even seen I never saw my mom breastfeed nothing so she's like okay that sounds good I was like all right so it's easy easy like that <laughs> so, yeah done <laughs> there we go done so we're like okay now what and so I was like well it says Based on based on my readings, it says you need a midwife. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Wow. Yeah, and so we found one of the only midwives in the Los Angeles area that had hospital privileges, because she still wanted to be in the hospital. And long story short, that's what made her feel safe. And she ended up giving birth in the hospital with no drugs, no medication, and it was a great experience. And, you know, looking back, we're like idiots, you know, like (laughs) we we had no idea what we were doing, which I think was also a blessing in disguise. Um, But we had the like the guidance of the seasoned midwife and um, a birth educator that taught her birth education. And it was just a phenomenal experience. And her second birth, she went on to have a home birth. But I think from that point on, I was like, wow, I know nothing. And (laughs) like, let's figure out what's going on. Um, So then I started taking every course I could that had the word pregnancy, birth, postpartum, whatever in it. And that's that's when I feel like my my true kind of education started. And then that's when I took doula training and started attending births. I, I would attend as many births for free or like for 200 bucks or whatever people could pay just so I could witness it and see the, see the experience. And from my first birth on, I was like, okay, this, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my, you know, sport. This is my Olympics. This yeah. is what I'm training for. This is what I'm supposed to be on the sideline for. Um, rather than a track me or a volleyball game or a basketball game or whatever. I was like, Oh, this is, this is what's up. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where the the transition started. And I still think, you know, as much as I've researched and all the seminars and stuff, there's been no birth. That's the same, no pregnancy, no conception, no postpartum healing in that first year that looks the same. And, I'm still getting educated and schooled in women's health. And I think, you know, that's what keeps me curious and motivated to do this the rest of my life, which is wild. That's a cool ass story. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love, I love that you, you stayed open. Like there was this curiosity that you had an openness to, you know, take on these, the women early on when you're a chiropractor and okay, you want to get pregnant. All right, well, let's, figure this out together and <laughs> you know i, I just yeah I, I think going back to what you were talking about sarah with um you know get connecting internally and and the internal then creates the external just that idea of stay staying open and curious and i have a friend and she likes to use the phrase follow the arrows mm-hmm. just kind of follow yeah. follow the arrows follow that 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 internal guidance and here we are now in 2021 with everything that you've created which is incredible mm-hmm. all around birth Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I think I've been somebody, you know, that's listened to my gut or listened to my intuition more so than not. And I look back and when I didn't listen to my gut or intuition, that's when I made poor decisions. Mm. 
you're exactly right. Like follow the arrow, follow your internal compass. And you know, it's, it's not going to lead you the wrong way. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So how did birth fit come about within that? Yeah. 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 So at that time, like whenever I did doula training and after that client and I started attending births, I was trying to keep my doula gig separate. I was trying to keep chiropractic in its own box. And then my ex and I had started a fitness school, we call it, and an outside fitness program that became a, a gym and it's now it's now known as deuce gym but we're like i specifically was like okay i only work on mondays and wednesdays in the office i do doula work on these days i coach on these days and you know it was it was hard compartmentalizing mm -hmm. and trying to keep everything in its own box and what i was realizing specifically in the gym space and the training world and um we were specifically, we participated in CrossFit, but we also did other things outside of CrossFit. So our, our, what do you call it? Like our gym layout was broad. And, um, what I was seeing was, you know, women loved the gym for the community aspect of it, the connection piece of it. But then depending on whoever they were surrounded by, whether it be their, uh, healthcare provider or like friends and family, sisters, mothers, whoever, excuse me, depending on who they're surrounded by, the minute they got pregnant, some would leave the gym or starting in their third trimester, they would leave the gym and then not come back until like three months postpartum 
or they'd come back right at six weeks postpartum and try to hit it hard and lose weight starting at six weeks, or they'd come back a year later postpartum and, you know, just not have any direction. They'd be very disconnected, sad, and had missed the community so much of that. And that's kind of what stuck out to me was, you know, this community connection piece that was such a huge piece of their life. And then that got taken away because people, whether it be healthcare, family, whatever, just based on fear and not knowing things. Um, and so that, that stuck out to me. And then at this time I started writing a blog, which was probably terrible. Like my writing significantly has improved, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I was getting messages from people and like, I was sharing things just based on my experience, like either in the gym or, you know, at a birth or whatever. And I was getting messages from people that were like, Oh, I used this mantra during birth, or I used this to share with my healthcare provider or whatever. And like those kind of messages were like, Oh my God. Okay. And then I was getting other messages from chiropractors and coaches and physical therapists that were saying, whatever you're doing, we need to do it in our community too. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So (laughs) good luck. Um, I can share with you my class plans. And by this time I had started, I had started birth fit but um, it was just a blog still. And then I had also started one postpartum class. And this was gold. And I didn't even realize what was going to happen whenever this class, whenever I launched this class. And it was the BirthFit postpartum series, which many coaches and leaders around the U.S. teach now. But it's four weeks, twice a week. And I specifically wrote it with like my rehab recovery brain on like that sports mindset and then discussion pieces. So by this time I had taken doula training. I had taken ICA childbirth educator training. I was a hypnobirthing instructor. I was, um, you know, I had, I had some things under my belt and so I could start the discussion aspect of things in the birth postpartum world. And what I did was, okay, there are eight classes on day one, we got to learn how to breathe again. We got to learn how to connect with our diaphragm breath, use our diaphragm, connect with our pelvic floor, make sure things are working in harmony. Then we got to learn to create our stability breath. And then we got to incorporate that into innate movements and milestones, like movements that we as humans are designed to be able to do, but we lose through being sedentary or through injury or just not coming back to. And so I wrote out the movement part of it and the rehab part of it. And then I came back and started with, um, okay, for today's class, the topic is share one, one positive thing you're grateful for one piece of your birth story that you're grateful for. And, you know, we would go around in a circle and people would say things like, Oh, this L and D nurse, she was amazing. Like she, she brought me whatever I wanted she was just so nurturing. She reminded me of, you know, my mom or my grandma, things like that. Or, um, you know, I was so grateful that my partner and my husband caught on to the hip squeeze so early, <laughs> things like that. Um, and I 
had, like I said, I had no idea what to expect from that. And by the end of that class, so it was only four weeks, people were like, okay, what do we sign up for next? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> There's a next. <laughs> yeah. So at this time I got Emily who, um, she just moved to Texas like last week, but she was my birth fit coach in Los Angeles that worked with me. And so by this time she was running the postpartum class and then I was doing birth education and doula work and chiropractic stuff. So we were, we were an awesome team for a few years there in LA until I decided to move. But, um, that's, I realized that, you know, everything that I was doing separately just made sense under one umbrella. And so I started focusing only on birth fit and I stopped my, my sports rehab gig. And I decided to be a chiropractor at two birth centers in LA. I rented space at one, one center on the West side, one center on the East side. And I just wanted to be surrounded by birth and women's health and learn as much as I could. And that's, that was the transition. And I don't think I ever, ever looked back or I don't think I ever missed the sports rehab side of things because that's where the birth fit training programs come in. And that's where, you know, all the movement and the, the FRC, the DNS, all those philosophies, they, they come into play in our, in our training programs online. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, I'm able to practice chiropractic with that philosophy, that nervous system based chiropractic and the power of the adjustment and, you know, view scans and make sure we're, we're going in the right direction. And yeah, it kind of all fell into place. And then when I moved to Austin, I took two years off or a year and a half. Yeah. And, um, it's, it all fell into place again. So I, I trust that it's, it's happening exactly as it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now birth fits reach is pretty far, right? There are different ways yeah. in which you can engage with birth fit from a, a user, let's call it. And yeah. as well as a practitioner. Totally. So we have training programs online that if it, the pregnant mother, she wants to do general strength and conditioning, we have the birth fit prenatal training program and that's delivered through an app called train heroic, which they've been great at working with us. And, um, side note, they were a training app that only they were geared towards strength and conditioning for college level athletes. And then basically in 2020, we were like, Hey, we're moving all of our programs over. So we got to figure it out. And they've been amazing. And we're able to chat with people either in a group setting or one-on-one on this app. And then we have monthly support calls where people meet up via Zoom. It's super laid back. They ask any questions that's come up. They connect with others that are doing the program. Um, yeah. And then we also have, you know, if they want to spend a little extra money, they can do the small group coaching, which is virtual and it's four weeks. And we meet once a week and we go over you know, there's a little bit of birth education in there. We're like, how do you want your birth to feel? What are your values and priorities? Is that lining up with your healthcare provider? Um, the place, like, is that lining up with the location that you're supposed to give birth in? Then one week we go over core and pelvic floor health and um, nourishment is one week, like um, 
what are you doing as far as nutrition? What does sleep look like? What are you putting in and on your body? And then the last week of that small group is all about postpartum planning and making sure, making sure you got things set up for at least the first two to four weeks postpartum. Um, and so that's for the pregnant mother. And then, of course, we have postpartum programs, and they can transition right into those. But then also we have the birth fit education, which is for anybody that works with women in the motherhood transition. And, you know, I like to share that I knew nothing. <laughs> and it was obvious that I knew nothing at the first birth I attended whenever I came out of school. And, um, you know, for Kairos, PTs, coaches, OB-GYNs, whoever, midwives, doulas, midwives and doulas and OB-GYNs see more births, but still they have like, nobody knows anything as far as women's health because I know they did not get this education, you know? And I thought I knew strength and conditioning, exiting chiropractic school or exiting, like working with, um, some of the best track and field athletes in the world. But I did not until I started reading, until I started immersing myself into the sport of strength and conditioning. Um, And there's no studies. There's no studies on pregnancy postpartum as far as strength and conditioning goes. There's one book called Exercising Through Your Pregnancy by Dr. James Clapp that is more aerobic based. And that was the only thing I could find out there. And that book's over 20 years old now. But, you know, one of my goals is to present research, case studies, provide data so people actually will engage in research and leave people with more information than what I found. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the birth fit education is for anybody, whatever your profession is, to, um, to support women in the motherhood transition. And we go over... Like we just finished module one. You can, there's still time to join, but we just finished module one and it was about birth history in America, the current state of the maternal care in our country. Um, We have a big old list of resources and books that we we recommend. And uh, there's guest speakers. It's not just my face, but (laughs) like Dr. Stu Fishbein was one of our guest speakers Mm -hmm. in the first module. And you know, I'm lucky enough to call him a mentor and a friend, but you know, the stuff he does needs to be shared all across the world. And it's, it's not, you know? Yeah. We've had patients of his on the show. Yes. Yeah. Pretty cool. (laughs) That's trying to get him licensed in Texas. I'm like, come on. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want to talk about Texas in a minute, specifically Austin, because I feel like there's a lot of things going on there that's like this vortex right now. And there's a lot of energy there. But before we do that, I, I, first of all, it is frustrating to me what you mentioned about the lack of studies or just general information about essentially an experience that so many of the world goes through and, Mm -hmm. and an event that is so normal and so high occurring that you would think there would be a little bit more about that. But aside from (laughs) rather than focus on that frustration, what I, what I'll rather put my attention towards is appreciation. And what I love about what you described about birth fit is it's multi-dimensional aspect. Mm. And what I mean by that is, so for the mom coming in who might have a fitness background or maybe did CrossFit or was an athlete, you know, whether professionally or recreationally, I feel like 
th- that's an in. Like as you were describing everything, you know, I did CrossFit back in the day. I was a cross country runner. So I'm like, oh, this is my jam. I would definitely want to apply this to my pregnancy. But I also think about the mom who's like, uh, I don't see myself as an athlete. I'm definitely not an Olympic lifter. CrossFit scares me. I no, 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 no. But then when yeah. you, you get into all the, the layers of what you incorporate, it's like make fitness more multidimensional, especially mm-hmm. for birthing people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's interesting is you totally hit it. Like if somebody was an athlete or identified as an athlete before that you would think it would be a shoe in, but here's what, you know, when, in our experience, the hardest part they have is specifically the first trimester of letting go of their, how training looks for them mm-hmm. and um, letting go of, oh, I'm training for the CrossFit games or I'm training yeah. for this race or I'm training for this performance and shifting their mindset into I'm training for birth now. Yeah. And that's mind, body and soul. That's not just physical. And when you think about, you know, Olympic athletes, they train four years for one event mm-hmm. and they sleep, they eat, they eat. Most of them, you know, when they're on that super high performing level, everything they do matters or they get super neurotic about everything Mm -hmm. they do. And so we've seen that, you know, as far as letting go and not being able to, um, you know, shift the mindset as, as smooth as, as, you know, we'd like, or they'd probably like in that first trimester. And then with, let's say women whoever hasn't been in the the athletic scene or the training scene, as long as they feel safe, then it's almost a smoother transition. You know, as long as they feel like, okay, my, my birth fit coach has got me. They're not going to let me overtrain, push myself too much, mm-hmm. do something stupid. I'm, I'm going to train twice a week throughout my pregnancy and it's going to be fun. And I'm going to enhance my range of motion. I'm going to enhance my strength and I'm going to gain confidence. That's almost a smoother transition. I would not have guessed that, Hmm. you know, eight, 10 years ago. But, um, what I've seen with the athletes is they're like, Oh, I'm just going to modify this, or I'm just going to take a few recommendations from birth fit and still do my, my normal CrossFit training or my normal Olympic lifting training. But if you think about it, we, as the belly grows and all this physiology is happening in our body, we, we like to say, once you're pregnant, you're fully pregnant. There's no halfway being pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel that immediately in the first trimester. And, you know, we start training as soon as we know we're pregnant, as soon as we pee on a stick and it's positive, we're training for birth. And sure, there's going to be mourning and crying and letting go of that previous life or expectations or assumptions. But, um, you know, during the first trimester, it might be, you know, more incorporated rest. We might start shifting towards strictly strength stuff, but as the body changes and evolves as the belly grows and we're designed to bear a load, like our lumbar spine is designed to bear a load as females. Mm -hmm. Our rib cage is designed to expand and we're, hundred percent of women will have diastasis, the ab separation by full term pregnancy. Like 
that's nature. That's part of it. Mm -hmm. But we haven't been supported in healing or prevention or rehab or anything, you know, as far as um, postpartum care goes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the second trimester, if you're lifting and you now have a baby belly or a baby bump and you're Olympic lifting or you're running or you're rowing, your body subconsciously is going to protect your baby bump or protect you in the sense of not running. Like if you're going downhill for running, your body's going to subconsciously slow down or put the brakes on. It's just going to look after baby first and that's, it's innate. And so if we're throwing around a barbell, we're starting to create bad habits. We're going to swing that barbell around our belly and, you know, avoid the belly, or we're going to start heel striking when we're running, or we're going to start frog legging when we're rowing, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so rather than not doing those things and saying, okay, I'm going to ditch the barbell now and just use kettlebells or dumbbells, we create these bad habits and they're ingrained in our subconscious and they're so hard to break during that postpartum time. And that's one of the things, like as soon as baby bumps in the way, or as soon as our form and our quality changes, we're like, okay, we got to go, we got to shift gears. We got to go. We're always focused on quality and breath over reps or, you know, getting that workout. It's, it's all about quality. And what we've seen is, you know, those that ditch the barbell or focus on quality, they're, that slow is fast transition in that postpartum period is much more efficient they're able to get back on the soccer field at five months, six months postpartum. They're able to come back into their Olympic lifting sport, you know, at five or six months postpartum because they've laid down the the foundation. They they followed the plan and trusted the plan, but it's it's so hard. <laughs> it's so sure. hard. It's where we're battling with our egos all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. where mindset comes in though, you know, yeah. mindset, mindset being one of the, you know, your building blocks. It's yeah, crucial. totally. Totally. Yeah. When I started BirthFit, I was like, okay, what are my, my four pillars that I love? And it was, um, uh, fitness, nutrition, chiropractic, and mindset. And that's, that was, those were the building blocks, just like you said. And it's like, okay, I'm going to take on, and then this is where my doula practice was. I'm going to take on doula clients that have a practice in each of these, like they're doing fitness, whether it's two times a week, four times a week, whatever. Uh, they're paying attention to their nutrition and how they nourish their body. They're not eating a ton of processed foods or sugary foods because that's going to contribute to overall inflammation of the body. And that's going to affect your labor and delivery and your birth outcome. Um, and then chiropractic, are we getting weekly adjustments? And then mindset, mindset piece is huge. Do we, are we embracing a growth mindset? Are we seeing each obstacle as the way or are we avoiding and or have a fixed mindset? So there's a kind of, those are kind of the building blocks mm -hmm. for sure. What, <laughs> what have you seen as some of the biggest benefits of your program for people who are considering home birth? Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, the biggest benefits I would say are the, the, the deep trust that they gain within their body. And one of the things we talk about, and I don't know if y'all have hit on this, is the polyvagal theory. 
And um, the polyvagal theory, you can go definitely into the weeds on this, but uh, it was originated, con- created, constructed by Stephen Porges. And his wife actually studied oxytocin, which I think is ironic enough. Um, but uh, he was the much more vocal one, and you can find videos of him on YouTube. But it's a theory based on social engagement and safety of our nervous system. Mm-hmm. And it views our nervous system as utilizing a hierarchy. So the, the most recent or first branch we turn to when there's a perceived threat is the socialization branch. So if we perceive something as a threat, we might try to communicate or negotiate our way out of it. And relating this to the the birth world, this would be informed consent or not informed consent, you know, feeling manipulated. And um, then we go down into the next branch would be sympathetics. And this is where our musculoskeletal system is. This is that fight or flight. So if we can't negotiate our way out of that perceived threat, then the next level would be, okay, can I, can I fight or can I run? Mm. And then if we can't do either of those, then we go into the parasympathetics, which is the oldest branch. Um, you know, the one related to the primal instinct, the, the, um, almost the reptilian brain. And that's like, okay, if those two levels did not work out, we couldn't get out of the perceived threat, then it's parasympathetic shock or death. And, you know, for those that have experienced sexual abuse or trauma of any kind, some might describe the situation as, you know, I just laid there, things just turned off in my body, I did not know what to do. But that's your body protecting you for survival mode. And, you know, that happens in birth too. And, um, you know, we talk about this in in our birth education, and we introduce the polyvagal theory in our um, small group a little bit, because we have tools that will influence our nervous system. And those tools are breath, sound, and movement. And our breath is something we always have access to. And we can help downregulate or calm our nervous system with something as simple as nasal breathing and long exhales. And so if you're thinking, if you're like relating this to birth, Mm -hmm. if mom has had an epidural and she's laying in bed and she can't really feel her legs, let's go back to the breath. Let's Mm -hmm. focus on the breath. Um, But yeah, breath, sound and movement is what we cultivate in the gym or the the studio, the yoga studio, wherever we are, whatever setting we're in, that's what we practice. And, you know, it could be, all right, in this particular training session, we've got intervals and each interval is 60 to 90 seconds. And that's the same as a contraction, like a contraction lasts 60 to 90 seconds with a peak intensity of 10 to 15 seconds. We're going to breathe through it. And then when we have rest, we're going to use that We're going to optimize that rest and we're going to go back to that nasal breathing with long exhales. And, you know, if some, if you're like further along and like hip circles feel good, let's do hip circles in that break in that rest section. So it's kind of little practice sessions that build that trust in your body that you can carry over into 
the real world or labor and delivery. And we like to say that we train in all planes of motion and we train strength, we train balance, we train range of motion, endurance and stamina, because all of those are needed for birth because we don't know um, what planes of motion birth is going to be in, right? Like birth is a dance between mom and baby Mm -hmm. and it involves not just the sagittal plane, which most runners, cyclists, CrossFitters live in, but it involves the frontal plane as well and the transverse plane. And then we don't know if birth is going to be three hours or if it's going to be, you know, three days. And so that involves all the major energy systems, the aerobic, the oxidative, the phosphagen. You, you've got to last three days and then be able to push your baby out. Mm-hmm. So it involves all of it and you can't be dominant in one or the other. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, the, that's what we concentrate on. Breath, sound, and movement. Those are the, the basic tools. Wow. Well, I, I just love the emphasis on gaining trust in the body. Yeah, I mean, that right there is yeah. so huge. I think that's the whole thing that brings people to this podcast is is seeking that and through the, the storytelling, through the education, through the resources. That's what we're ultimately searching for. Yeah, and no matter what, like mother and baby are guaranteed tickets to birth. (laughs) You can set up this dream team and like the dream team matters. But let's say, who knows, like you might have the baby in the car on the way Mm -hmm. to the birth center or the hospital, right? And your tools are breath, sound, and movement. That You're not going to have access to your doula if she doesn't make it or the midwife or the OB-GYN or the epidural or whatever. Mm -hmm. But no matter where you're at, you have access to those tools. I gotta be, I gotta be real. When you were talking and explaining, talking about the deep trust in the body, I'm like, is there a birth fit for for partners and dads? And <laughs> well, because this is pretty cool. I, I've had that question so much this year already, <laughs> and this year is not even done with January. Yeah. Hey, hey, follow follow the arrows. You yeah. know, people are asking that question. You gotta. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. I feel like the last few minutes too was like a mini TED talk or a TED talk. Shoot, yeah. not even mini. Like that was, I feel like just pause, re-listen to the past few minutes and repeat. Yeah. I just like the comprehensive approach, For you know, sure. touches on, on all the different aspects because they all uh, interplay with each other. And, you know, th- talking about the fitness, the nutrition, the chiropractic, the mindset, all those mm-hmm. things are going to come into play when birthing time arrives and when, you know, you're facing those pressure waves and yeah. when, when birthing person doesn't believe they can do it, all of those things come into play. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're you really done, you know, uh, a, you already know this, but you've already done a fantastic job to cover <laughs> everything in those programs yeah. so that I imagine people come out, just feel prepared top mm-hmm. to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, ultimately like looking back at when I started this journey, right. When, when you were asking me what, what I started with or how birth had originated, I didn't know specifically what I wanted to do, right, except serve women and serve people and their families. But now it's like reminding people that you had the power all along in you. Like it's our society that's kind of engulfed us in fear Mm -hmm. and made us believe that we needed something external to get through this obstacle. Mm -hmm. When you're not going to... This obstacle is not going to be in front of you if you can't get through it with everything you currently have. You know, and that's something I firmly believe in is you have the tools inside of you or you would not be right here right now. Bam. 
Bam. Quotable. So before we wrap up here, I want to talk about Austin for a second because um, that's where you are. That's where you know from LA to Austin. And it's funny, back in 2013, when Matthew and I were leaving Florida, we made a list because we really didn't know what we were doing yet. We were jobless. We were like, we could go anywhere. The world is our oyster. So we made this list and (laughs) Austin was on it. And I, I do believe if we weren't here where we are in Marietta outside of Atlanta, Georgia, I feel like that would still be a contender just because there seems to be a lot of cool energy swirling in there, whether it's, you know, conscious thought thinkers and and leaders, as well as, I mean, a lot of stuff I see about the birth scene that's coming out of Austin seems pretty cool. And like not to put out a competition on cities and and their birth (laughs) scene, but I feel like Austin is like pretty popping as far as, as that goes. What can you speak to that? Okay. I'll agree as far as like, um, (laughs) a lot of cool things are happening in the city, meaning there's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of creative brains Mm -hmm. and for life lifestyle in general. Um, like even Joe Rogan just moved here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but I was recently disappointed in the birth scene here Mm -hmm. and I'll share this uh, I thought I was going to have more options for this patient of mine. And she saw, and vaginal breech birth is something that, um, for some reason, if nobody, if you haven't seen the the documentary heads up by my colleague, Dr. Berlin, you got to watch the documentary heads up, especially if you're listening and you're like, Oh crap, I have a breech baby. This is changing all my plans. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenal documentary. And um, it tells about how we kind of got to where we're at as far as like vaginal breech birth and it not being an option in so many places. And, um, you know, I had the, this patient that saw, did chiropractic once a week throughout her pregnancy. Awesome, awesome person. And she was birthing at a birthing center, or that was her plan. And then around 34 weeks, baby was still not head down and baby basically had stayed, um, booty down the whole time. And, um, so now I'm thinking, Oh, okay. We need to start thinking about other options. We got, it's 34 weeks, 35 weeks. Like let's figure out what's going on. And so we started exploring other options and there was not one ob in Austin that would do a vaginal breech birth. Mm. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is supposed to be progressive. We're supposed to have options here. Nope. She, I ended up finding her an ob in Houston that would see her. And Houston's two and a half hours away. And she's she actually grew up in Houston. So she went to Houston, stayed with her parents, gave birth with this doctor, had a wonderful vaginal breech birth experience, and then had to drive back back to Austin, you know, within 48 hours. Mm. Um, and so that kind of, I was like, huh, okay, what the heck Austin, you know, whereas the DFW area, the Dallas Fort Worth area, they have providers that will do vaginal breech births. Houston has providers that will do vaginal breech birth and not, but not the Austin area. So I'm a little, I was a little disappointed in that. And there were some midwives that will do it and they're, they're older, but she was like, she would, she felt more comfortable with an OB-GYN being at her first 
first um, first baby, and it was like, okay, I'm already going out on a limb here with this vaginal breech birth, and yeah. it was an interesting. Like her friends, her like group, kind of like I don't want to say ostracized her, but we're like, what are you doing? You know, um, and so I just had hoped there would have been more openness, more options for her in the Austin area. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm determined to change the birth scene in Austin. Heck yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why you're it. there, I guess. You know, there's opportunities everywhere. It might yeah. seem like it's one thing, but there's there's pockets within everything, right, that could use some totally. of that, that totally. light being shed. Yeah. All right. So one thing we talk about in our birth fit education, and I just made a video for this, is like, if you're a chiropractor, if you're an OB-GYN, if you're a midwife, whoever you are, whatever hat you wear, have options for people because that's going to build their trust in you as a professional, as a provider. Like I have options for chiropractors if they don't like me. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. if you don't like me as a chiropractor, let's figure out who you like so that you will do this and continue this throughout your pregnancy and postpartum. But, um, yeah, there, I was, I was like, all right, we got to change this. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, I appreciate you so much. I just want to say to, for, for the work that you're doing and the space that you're holding, you know, I've been following you for a while and, you know, I love checking in on what you're up to and from things like the language that you use, even in the, in your posts or in the, in the things that you put out there, love the coffee talks. We'll talk about that in a second as we wrap up and how people can learn more about that, but absolutely love the coffee talks. And then, you know, one of your posts recently that I saw you mentioned, you know, creating that space between stimulus and response, Mm -hmm. you know, that thing from Viktor Frankl, and then we're big fans of Stephen Covey, seven habits. So, you know, that's in there too. So I'm like, Oh yes. Like language words, like so important. (laughs) And so I just feel a lot of synchronicity there. And, and, you know, I just want to affirm and acknowledge that I believe you're rare in this space. And by that, I mean the authenticity and the realness and the vulnerability that I feel like you bring. I do believe it is rare to find that in these places of empowerment. I mean, even people who are about, you know, uh, growing your consciousness and stuff like that doesn't necessarily mean they're always practicing what they preach, but I really, really feel that with you. And so I just personally wanted to share that. And for, for those listening, if you were not aware of Lindsay before this to please go check her out and, and follow her, you know, both personally as well as birth fit. And, you know, that's just my, you know, experience and sharing on that. So I wanted to offer that up to you. Well, I really appreciate that. You're going to make me tear up and pull up my heartstrings for sure. Um, I appreciate that so much. I, I don't, I would like to admit that I've not always been this way. Hey, that's <laughs> I <was> real. Definitely <laughs> defensive and, you know, had a guard up for sure. But I think whenever I did, um, I did a lot of therapy, um, probably this was like 2005, 2006, I was in a, you know, a negative abusive relationship. And I did a lot of therapy after that. And, um, it was with an NLP practitioner and that started my journey into NLP. And then I started, I eventually did NLP training. And I think that and some other personal development workshops completely blew my mind and like blew my mind, blew my heart wide open. And I was like, Oh man, I, I, I got to shift. Yeah. <laughs> I got to change things. So yeah, it's a constant practice for me. Sure. And, um, 
you know, I tell people, you know, all the stuff I put out on Coffee Talk, it's for it's to hold me accountable as much as anything because I'm going through this, I'm a soul going through this human journey just like you are. Sure. We all mess up and we all learn. And, you know, that quote by Viktor Frankl's one that stuck with me forever. And, you know, whenever I started meditating, that's when I significantly noticed, wow, I have more space. <laughs> like I'm yeah. creating more space and I don't have to react or I don't have to be so like if I get triggered, I can pause and I can breathe. And I used to draw a big circle on my hand to remind myself, take a breath and then react or then say something. Don't be such a crazy person and just blow up if something triggers you. Yeah, but yeah it's a, it's for sure a, a constant evolution with me. <laughs> oh, I think that the honesty is amazing because it's easy to look at someone on the surface and say, well, like, oh, I mean, everything's been easy for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got, it's just a life full of synchronicities yeah. and you know, inner guidance and trust. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the truth is rarely that. Yeah. And to, yeah. to be willing to face things, you know, and be willing to go deep and get dirty and get really messy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for, for all of our, our home birth families listening, like that's part of that process, the journey, right? Yeah. The journey, you know, and mm-hmm. It, it to be to, to have the the courage even if, when you're terrified just to, to be able to to take that little tiny teeny step forward to face whatever it is that's within us you know it's so important and yeah, yeah. I, I definitely encourage everybody to go check out your you know your coffee coffee talks and um to oh. purchase the book yeah, so let's let's mention that. I'm already gonna put, I'm gonna put so many links. Yeah, we I mean, got a whole bunch of links. Birth fit galore, all the ways to follow that. In addition to that, where else can people connect with you and also learn about the book? Yeah, for sure. So birthfit.com, birthfit on Instagram, and then my personal Instagram is Lindsay underscore K underscore Matthews, and it's Lindsay E Y and Matthews with one T. I know that's super weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matthews with one T. But that's where all the links live. And then I have a personal website, Lindsay K. Matthews, which I don't update nearly as much as I do BirthFit. Like BirthFit's definitely my priority. But um, yeah, I just self-published the Coffee Talk book. And for those that are wondering, Coffee Talk started as, you know, an accountability thing, a self-reflection piece as I was going through a big breakup in my life. And I didn't even realize it, but I had done a coffee talk every single day and I'd posted it on Instagram stories and people started using it as conversation starters with their partners, with their work crew, whoever. And they asked me to write a book and I was like, what? I'm not an author. So long story short, I finally completed that, that journey and put it all together in a book. I picked the 40 best ones that like I thought spoke to me and um, other people had liked and you know maybe there'll be more coffee talk books like uh, what I was equating it to was like chicken soup for the soul I don't know if y'all remember that book yeah yeah (laughs) but uh, have a coffee talk for relationships coffee talk for birth coffee talk for whatever so we'll see what it evolves into but Right now, this book has the 40 best ones from the, the whole first year, and it's divided into chapters. The first chapter is a little darker because that's when I was grieving a lot. 
And then the last chapter is all about practice and, you know, the continuous journey that we're on. So, yeah, you can find that on Instagram for sure. Here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Lindsay Matthews, thank you so much. A woman of so many trades. I can't even say them all in one breath. We appreciate you. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah, thank you all so much. I, I love the podcast and I know I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.